Beckett's mornings come with a steamy side of intrigue. With every sip of coffee, he was treated to the sight of the building's enigmatic heartthrob cutting through the courtyard. The man next door had a chiseled physique that was only outdone by the mystery of the face beneath his motorcycle helmet. Who was the magnificent mystery man? One morning, when the rumble of his motorcycle's engine falters, Beckett is given a chance to meet his neighbor and delve deeper into his fiery fantasies. Will the unmasked man next door live up to Beckett's dirty daydreams? The answer is, hell yeah. Welcome, bad boys and biker babes, to Steamy Stories, the podcast where bromance becomes bromosexual. I'm your host, Mark Montgomery, bringing you more tawdry tales written by J.C. Calciano. Today, I'm getting ready to rev your engines big time. If the sight of a muscular stud on a motorcycle gets your heart racing... Then hold on to your handlebars, because I'm slipping on my leather jacket and cruising you into Harley territory for today's Steamy Stories. The sun's first rays splashed across the sky, painting it in shades of amber, and rose. Birds started their daily symphony, a background score to the awakening city below. Within this city lay a charming apartment complex, a relic from a time gone by, and within it, on the third floor, a striking young man named Beckett, enjoying his morning rituals. Beckett, a muscular nurse with broad shoulders and exceptional good looks, had a gentle touch that contradicted his powerful build. His deep-set eyes, the color of stormy seas, hid his emotions beneath a quiet demeanor. Yet those who looked closer saw a heart as big as his biceps and a genuine care that endeared him to his patients. Away from the hospital, Beckett's wild imagination and love for cooking came alive in his kitchen. He crafted dishes with the same gentle precision he showed his patients, creating culinary masterpieces that were an extension of his nurturing soul. Inside his modest, tastefully decorated apartment, the scent of brewing coffee mingled with the gentle hum of the old refrigerator. His apartment was a mix of modern aesthetics and vintage charm, from the retro clock on the wall to the sleek, minimalist furniture. Framed photos and souvenirs from his travels adorned the room, hinting at a man of taste and adventure. But for all the beauty inside, Beckett's favorite view was the one outside his kitchen window. This was where he stationed himself every morning, a cup of steaming coffee in hand, eyes peeled for one particular sight. The apartment next to his was a bit of a riddle. Unlike his own dwelling, which often echoed with the sounds of jazz or the latest Netflix series, that apartment was always quiet. It had a single occupant, a man, 
who had become the subject of Beckett's daily musings. Every morning, without fail, the man would emerge from his doorway dressed in the same attire: black jeans, a snug T-shirt, and a helmet that concealed his face. The attire left little to the imagination, showcasing an undeniably muscular physique. His gait was confident, yet there was an air of mystery about him that was intoxicating. The most defining aspect of this enigmatic man was his mode of transport—a gleaming Harley motorcycle that roared to life each morning. Beckett would often find himself lost in the symphony of its engine, admiring the way the sunlight would reflect off its polished chrome. It was like clockwork, this routine of theirs. The man's departure synchronized perfectly with Beckett's coffee time. Although Beckett's dad repaired motorcycles, he had never been one for owning one himself. He was a camper and outdoors person. His passion was utility vehicles, but still, there was something about this one, or perhaps its rider, that piqued his interest. He would often find himself wondering about the man's destination, his occupation, and most importantly, the face that remained hidden behind the visor. Today, as Beckett sipped on his coffee, enjoying its warmth and richness, he couldn't help but get lost in these thoughts once again. The birds chirping, the distant hum of city life. And the intoxicating anticipation of the motorcycle's roar were all part of Beckett's morning routine. Little did he know, this routine was about to take an unexpected turn. The soft ambient sounds of the morning were interrupted by a sudden and unexpected noise from outside. Beckett, cradling his coffee mug, perked up. He had grown accustomed to the distinct roar of the Harley motorcycle, but today it sounded different. Instead of the usual rev and go, the engine hesitated, coughed, then choked out a series of discordant sputters. Beckett's pulse quickened. For months, he had anticipated an opportunity, any chance to get a closer look at the man behind the helmet. The bike's struggles seemed to have presented that very occasion. Trying to subdue the eagerness in his stride, Beckett set his mug down, sneaking glances out of the window. The sun's rays made the motorcycle shimmer, its chrome reflecting the myriad colors of the morning sky. Standing beside it was its owner, evidently agitated. Beckett could see him lean over. Trying to identify the problem, the helmet, which had always been a barrier to his identity, now rested casually on the bike's seat. Beckett hesitated for just a moment, gathering himself. He decided on a plan. He would head down, ostensibly to fetch something from his car. It would appear casual, unplanned. Mustering all the nonchalance he could, and inquire what was happening with his neighbor's motorcycle, Beckett made his way downstairs, his heart drumming a rhythmic dance of anticipation. 
as he entered the garage. The air thick with the scent of gasoline permeated the air. Beckett's gaze settled on the sexy biker bent over. Without the shield of his helmet, the man was even more striking than Beckett had imagined. His broad shoulders and chiseled chest strained against a black, figure-hugging tee, revealing the powerful physique beneath. The sinewy muscles in his arms rippled as he adjusted his grip on the engine's carburetor. His square jaw was dusted with a day's worth of stubble, adding a rugged appeal to his undeniably handsome face. A leather jacket hung nonchalantly off the motorcycle's handlebars, while his worn and distressed jeans clung to his thighs like a second skin, emphasizing his perfectly sculpted ass. His eyes, however, were his most captivating feature, a shade of hazel so deep it rivaled the ocean. As he looked up from behind the vehicle, a strand of dark hair fell rebelliously across his forehead, brushing against the dark, arched eyebrows that framed his intense gaze. His lips, full and inviting, curled into a slow, confident smile, revealing a hint of white teeth and a spark of mischief. Beckett couldn't help but let out a gasp at the sight of the boy next door. He was indeed the embodiment of passion, rebellion, and untamed desire. Amid the man's evident distress, Beckett's own past experiences began to resonate. Growing up, Beckett had spent countless hours in his father's automotive shop, amidst the intoxicating aroma of engine oil, the cacophony of clanging tools, and the soft hum of radios. His father's prized possession had been a Harley-Davidson, similar to the one now sputtering in front of him. Memories flooded back. Lessons about engine mechanics, the distinct sounds they made, and the issues they signaled. To Beckett's trained ear, the irregular rhythm of the engine's cranks suggested a familiar problem. He recalled one evening, under the dim lights of his father's workshop, learning about distributor caps and their vital role in the engine's ignition system. The memory was clear. A cracked cap often led to the very symptoms this Harley was exhibiting. As the past melded with the present, an amalgamation of curiosity, nostalgia, and opportunity, Beckett took a deep breath, preparing to bridge the gap between him and the mystery next door. Clearing his throat slightly to announce his presence, Beckett ventured. Uh, trouble with the motorcycle? The stranger's head snapped up, surprise evident in his hazel eyes, framed by long lashes. Yes, he replied, his voice betraying a mix of irritation and concern. I need to get to work. I'm an EMT and I can't be late for my shift. His gaze dropped back to the motorcycle, a silent plea for it to miraculously start. Yeah, I guess I'm going to have to either bother a friend or call an Uber. He sighed deeply, the weight of his predicament sinking in. Now I'm seriously in trouble. It's my ass if I'm late. 
Beckett took a moment, absorbing the gravity of the situation. As a nurse, he understood their profession's critical nature and punctuality's importance. An idea blossomed. Uh, You're welcome to take my car, he offered earnestly, nodding towards his vintage Jeep parked a few spaces away. The stranger looked taken aback, his eyebrows shooting up in surprise. Ah, that's incredibly kind of you, but I can't impose like that. It's too much, he protested, a tinge of disbelief in his tone continuing. But, rad, right. I've admired that Jeep ever since I moved in. I wondered who drove it. Beckett held up a reassuring hand, stepping closer. Yup, that'd be me. I restored it myself, but enough about my ride. Please take it. Get to work. It's my day off, so I don't need it. Trust me, it's no imposition at all. Besides, he added with a playful wink, I'd feel much better knowing an EMT didn't miss his shift because of a pesky distributor cap. There was a pause, the two of them standing in the semi-shadow of the garage. The fluorescent lights overhead cast a soft glow, creating a bubble of intimacy in that vast space. A soft chuckle from the stranger broke the silence. (laughs) You know your bikes, he remarked with a smile, a dimple appearing on his left cheek. I had a good teacher. Beckett replied, recalling fond memories of his father. So, what do you say? My car's at your service. The stranger seemed to contemplate the offer for a few more seconds, clearly battling his pride and necessity. Finally nodding, he said, I can't thank you enough. It's unexpected and I genuinely appreciate it. My name's Luca. I live in Unit 11. Beckett smiled sheepishly as he answered. I'm ten, right next door. Nice to formally meet you, neighbor. Beckett didn't think twice before handing over the keys to his trusty jeep. The biker's eyes had glinted with unspoken gratitude as he headed out on his urgent errand. As Beckett watched Luca leave with his vehicle, he couldn't shake the feeling that he should do more to help this hunky stranger. With a decisive nod, he returned to his apartment, laced up his worn leather boots and older knockabout clothes, and set out on foot towards the nearby parts dealership. His strides were purposeful, echoing his determination. He moved through the aisles of the automotive store, his experienced eyes quickly spotting the distributor cap he needed. With the small but vital part in hand, Beckett paid and headed back home, his mind already tracing the steps of the repair. Back in the garage, he rolled up his sleeves and set to work, losing himself in the familiar rhythm of tools and machinery. It was not even noon as the last bolt was tightened and the job was complete. As Beckett wiped his greasy hands on a rag, he could almost see his father's approving smile at all the knowledge that his dad had passed on to him. Beckett had spent most of the day dwelling on the morning's events. After all, it wasn't every day you lent your car to a handsome stranger.
The warmth of the afternoon sun in the apartment seemed a sharp contrast to the cool detachment of the garage where their interaction had taken place earlier. He found himself constantly glancing at the clock, half expecting, half hoping Luca would return soon. Every distant engine roar or muffled hallway noise sent a flutter through his heart. Was he returning home earlier than usual? Perhaps he could stay for supper. He was both anxious and excited about their next encounter. While the generous act of lending his car had been spontaneous, he couldn't help but wonder what Luca's impression of him was. Would he see it merely as a neighborly gesture, or would he sense the undertones of intrigue and attraction Beckett felt? Beckett decided to cook dinner to distract himself from thinking about his new studly neighbor. Cooking always had a calming effect on him, with each step and ingredient acting as a meditative process. Tonight, he opted for spaghetti aglio e olio, a simple dish but one of his favorites. As the aroma of garlic and chili flakes sizzling in olive oil filled his apartment, he felt a sense of contentment. He reasoned that no matter how the day ended, he'd at least have a delicious meal to enjoy. Just as he set the dining table for one, there was a gentle knock on his door. His heart skipped a beat. Taking a deep breath to calm his sudden nerves, Beckett approached the door, his fingers grazing the cool metal handle. He turned it, anticipation and hope surging through him. What awaited on the other side was a continuation of the morning's unexpected journey. Upon opening the door, he was met with a welcome face. It was indeed Luca, the mysterious and handsome stranger, now standing before him, holding the keys to his jeep in one hand and in the other, a bottle of wine. I wanted to thank you, Luca began, his voice a rich baritone that seemed even more appealing up close. For lending me your jeep this morning, it really saved me. Beckett waved off the gratitude with a modest chuckle. <laughs> it was nothing, really. Just being neighborly. Luca's gaze remained fixed on Beckett, a hint of something deeper in his eyes, as he continued. Uh, it was very kind. An awkward pause followed. Beckett fully expected Luca to hand over the wine, which he assumed was a gift for his generosity. The moment, however, took another unexpected turn. Luca shifted slightly, almost hesitantly, before venturing. Oh, I was hoping to hang out and open the bottle with you now, if you didn't have plans this evening. I don't know anyone in the building, and getting to know you better would be nice. Beckett, taken aback, processed the proposition. A myriad of thoughts raced through his mind, but above all, excitement prevailed. Before he could reply... Luca's glance shifted towards the kitchen, where the unmistakable aroma of an Italian home-cooked meal radiated.
wow, that smells amazing. I don't want to disturb your dinner. Maybe another night, then. Beckett was quick to interject. There was no way he was letting this stud get away. <laughs> Nonsense. I haven't even put the pasta in the water yet. I've got plenty of food for two. Plus, you can't leave yet. I haven't told you the best part. I took the liberty of fixing your motorcycle this afternoon. Luca was astounded. Speechless. He could barely utter the words. Really? You fixed my bike? He quickly yelled. Bro, that's freaking awesome. You're quite the stud, aren't you? Beckett sheepishly answered. I don't know about that. I just learned a thing or two from my dad when I was younger. Honestly, it's not a big deal. It was just a fun thing to do. Plus, how would you get to work tomorrow? Luca laughed. <laughs> That's true, I hadn't thought about it. He answered with a modest smirk. He quickly resumed the invitation to dinner, extended by Beckett. Well, since you offered, I'm not fool enough to pass up an amazing home-cooked meal like the one you're preparing. How about you toss the pasta in the water and I'll open the vino? Luca uncorked the wine, the soft pop signaling the start of their evening. The ambiance seemed to transform as the deep red liquid flowed into their glasses. The barriers of unfamiliarity and formality slowly began to fade, replaced by the beginnings of camaraderie. They toasted to new beginnings, the glasses clinking melodiously. Luca began to share more about himself, his recent move to the city, the pressures of being an EMT, and the loneliness that sometimes accompanied such a demanding job. He spoke of past relationships, adventures, and misadventures. With every story, Beckett found himself more and more intrigued. In turn, Beckett opened up about his life as a nurse, the joys and sorrows of caring for patients, and the escapism he found in books and music. He talked about his family, his father's garage, and the lessons he learned there. As the night wore on, the conversation between Beckett and Luca grew more intimate. The dim lighting in the room painted a warm, golden hue on their faces. The wine had done its job and lubricated the conversation and slightly lowered their guards. Luca's compassionate eyes glinted with mischief every now and then, especially when they'd lock on to Beckett's. There were moments of heavy silence where words weren't needed, and both men seemed to speak a language of longing through mere glances. Mm, your cooking is exceptional, Luca complimented as he swirled the wine from a recently uncorked second bottle in his glass, its deep red reflecting in his eyes. Your touch must be as delicate in the hospital as it is in the kitchen. Beckett smirked, catching on to the underlying flirtation. Well, hands like these have multiple uses. He raised an eyebrow, challenging Luca. Leaning in closer, 
Luca's voice lowered. Is that an offer or a promise? Their proximity had decreased substantially. The distance between their faces was close enough to feel the warmth of each other's breaths. Luca's fingers brushed against Beckett's as they both reached simultaneously for the last of the bottle's contents. Neither pulled away immediately, allowing the touch to linger, savoring the electricity it sparked. Clearing his throat, Beckett said, A bit of both. Luca grinned, clearly enjoying the playful banter. I could get used to evenings like these, he said, taking a final sip of wine and letting his gaze drop to Beckett's lips for a brief moment. Good company, amazing food, and a hot man who knows how to fix a Harley. Who's luckier than me? Beckett teased. I'd say me. He was quick to alter his flirtatious response to sincere gratitude before their exchange became even more heated than it was. This was nice. I enjoyed having you by for dinner. It was very kind of you to bring me the bottle of wine as a thank you. Luca slid closer to Beckett as he slipped his hand on his thigh. He tightly squeezed his formidable leg muscle as he looked deeply into his eyes and said, The bottle of wine was merely an excuse to come by tonight. The thank you is still to come. Here, take my keys, borrow my car as long as you'd like. I have to admit... I wouldn't mind a little gratitude from Luca right now. What I wouldn't do to have a hot biker stud living next to me. Honestly, I'd never get any work done. I'd be too busy polishing his exhaust pipe every morning. And in the afternoon, I'd loosen his lug nuts. What? I enjoy working on engines. This is Steamy Stories, the podcast of tawdry romantic tales and bad sexual puns. (laughs) Next month, we get all the holiday feels happening as we prepare for a visit from everyone's favorite fat senior citizen, St. Nick. But a word of caution this Christmas. You may want to prepare for a lump of coal in your stocking because when I'm done with next month's Steamy Stories... There is no way you're making the nice list. So, put your pen away. No need to write to Santa and tell him what you want because we are about to be bad boys and girls. And next month's Steamy Stories. Later, bro.